welcome to another episode of Swapping Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA plus gaming and streaming, the number one place for it. All the others are just weak imitations. I'm your host, Biggest Benus, and joining me as always from Eurogamer is the one, the only, Ed Nightingale. Hi, pal. Uh, <laughs> no, don't call me pal. You've never called me. I'm going to start. If you call me pal, I'm going to call you... Um, Oh, God, what's that awful thing that they call you? Mate. No, no. <laughs> what's the thing on Grindr that people say? Like to young people when it's the dad. Oh, uh, son? No. <laughs> also, not actual dad. That's weird. Um, oh, I don't know. The worst is when people go woof. You're like, ugh. If anyone ever says that, you are yeah. far too old to be using apps. Far too old to be using technology. Go back to books. Wow. <laughs> says Ben. <sighs> yes, this is not the always the this is not necessarily the view of Ed Nightingale. Um <laughs> to be clear. Exactly. How have you been? How has your week been? What have you been up to? I've had some wine. Oh. Strap in, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I spent the evening doing some yoga. Oh, um, you work until seven o'clock. I was working late, yes. Um I feel like I've talked about this feature before and I've built up built up quite a bit, but I'm working on a feature that is hopefully going up next week. Is it a spread? Um, is it a centerfold spread? Equivalent of, but mm. digital. Will there um, be boobs? No. Dong? No. No dong? Well, I could do, but yeah. I won't. Not no. mine, to be clear. No, a different kind of slider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I've, I've written a piece. It's about representation mm. and character creators. Yeah. And that will be up next week. So I've been very busy writing and editing that. Yeah. So please go look forward to it because that's been months of work. And one thing that we said we were going to do this podcast and, well, I think we should maybe mention it now. I don't know whether we should do it at the beginning or afterwards. We didn't really th talk about it. It was to say at the beginning of the podcast. Talk about it. Plan. We don't do planning. That, that, at the beginning of the podcast happens. was to mention what we're going to be talking about in the podcast. So we're going to talk about Pal World. We're going to talk about Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. We're going to talk about... Um, chance of senar mm. and uh, what we're going to talk about in the news we've got some twitch news today yeah is that it well and and then a lot of pal world okay pal world <laughs> pal world is taking over the news and the world that's what we're going to chat about mm. so yeah um but yeah no no today was was nice i was at work i didn't i forgot i was in work today so i um like stayed you up got quite up late. late yeah and i'm like oh yeah i actually need to be in work today um i met a famous youtuber oh. which i will be able to talk about at some point um when it gets announced but not that it's not nothing to do with me just i met them as part of my job it was just passing by but it was uh yeah nice. very nice person um also at the end of this podcast so i'm going to make you tune into the end mm. i'm going to do the traitors and <laughs> keep you watching cliffhanger type thing well it's not gonna be cliffhanger because i'll tell you at the end of this podcast um we're going to talk about who is going to be a guest in two two podcast time, I think. Yes. Wait, so or is it going to be the next podcast? Well, we are recording it. No, it will be the next it one. It will be the next one. We so, are recording it this coming weekend, which means it will be up next week. There's, there's so it will be the next one. I know. I'm just, <laughs> I don't always look directly at the camera at the people. Do you normally talk to people just looking around? Are you bored? I thought you were going to look for the camera and then realise the camera's over here. No, I'm just swinging back and forth in my seat. Big looking around. Kind of swinging. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to be interviewing two people on Saturday. Yes. And what we're going to do at the end of the podcast, we're going to... Reveal who they are. Exactly. And we're going to ask you for questions. Yes, the, you the listeners for yes. questions, not me. Other viewers. Yeah, no, Ed's got some questions. 
But we want some really good questions, so we're going to ask everybody. I need to write them, but yes. You do. And there's also going to be like some games and things that we can take. Yeah, we're going to do a little game. It's been a while. We're going to be doing it in the same studio that we recorded the Ben Starr podcast. So, yeah, you might recognize it. We need to think of things to put behind because Ben Starr brought all the amazing Final Fantasy guides. Would they work on this one? Well, I we mean, we, we've got a lot of stuff on the Kallax, so we can probably repurpose. There are definitely two things that would be relevant for them and maybe some other. So, yeah, well, I think we'll... there's lots. Yes. Anyway, we'll talk about that. I'm going to edge you wow. uh, a little bit longer till you've wow. got to watch the whole podcast to uh, or <clears> listen <throat> to the podcast to to find out what it is. But yeah. So have you been up to anything other than writing your article this week? No, just very busy. I went to choir yesterday. That oh, was nice. How was it? Very good. It's just good fun. It's nice to it's nice to get out of the house. Is it a gay men's choir? No. Oh. It is gay friendly. Good. Um, but it's a pretty nice, shit if it's like yeah. it's a really homophobic but choir it's, uh, of it's all a, the things. <laughs> it's a nice mix of lots of people. Yeah. And uh yeah, we were singing a bit of Natasha Beddingfield, a classic. See, you were doing it last night. You gave me a little rendition when you got home. I'm not a big fan of your rendition. No, I'm not a big fan of the song. I'm joking. It's the, the song in general. Excuse your rendition you. was lovely, but it, I'm, I just don't really like her voice. Well, you don't have to listen to her voice. You can listen to a choir singing it instead. That's it. That I'd prefer. There you go. Her voice is not as annoying as her brother's, though. I want to know if you're busy. I want to know if you're doing anything tonight. Okay, your voice is really annoying as well. Uh, what's the other one? What's the other one that he does? The... I got to get through that. Yeah. I gotta get through that. Oh no, no, it's the the, the slow one. If you let me win. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's the one I was imagining him singing. He actually had a few songs. I thought it was a one-hit wonder, but no, no, he's had a few. Three. <laughs> he's three had three. Is a few. Three, <laughs> three does count as a few. We'll count that as three. I like a bit of Daniel, Daniel, uh, Daniel Beddingfield. Beddingfield. Who's Bedingfield. calling that? Bedingfield. I think it was Avid Merriam. The Beddingfield. Mm, Beddingfield. No, I'm. Yeah. Although I do quite like her on TikTok. Do you see her when she's in the taxi and her song comes on and she tells the taxi driver that that's her and the taxi oh, driver has absolutely no idea what she's talking about. The, yeah. Some drunk woman in the back. Yeah. So that was, I do like her on there. And I'm sure she's a lovely person. I just find her voice annoying. Wow. Just Speaking of annoying voices, Ed, uh, I don't know what's happened. It's wine. How it turns dare, me into honestly, a, you and wine, you should not drink. Maybe it makes it more, makes it a bit more punchy, a bit more fruity, the, uh, the podcast i think we're fruity enough well, we don't need do you being punchy i mean we've got you singing natasha beddingfield and david bedding daniel 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 beddingfield then i think it's fruity enough sure oh by the way the oscars stuff came out speaking of things that we know nothing about films uh <laughs> films came out a good change of topic um what what is our thing what is our goal going to be which is going to be interesting to anybody that knows us because they know that i have about as much interest and knowledge of films well, I've done, i have done this in previous years okay um so <laughs> i am very up for the challenge it's not really a challenge really it's just you have decided that you want to watch all of the oscar nominees so i do i admit to something illegal um as a kid it's not like murder. oh that's yeah, i mean that's fine yeah so in my late teens early 20s i used to watch like the oscar some of the oscar nominated films and my favorite thing was the Oscar-nominated films, the ones that for the best picture, they get obviously sent out to loads of people, that like all the judges. Um, so those go pretty much, they, they're available on torrent sites of course. immediately. Whereas the other ones in cinemas, like it's usually a, a crap 
camera recording of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to always quite enjoy what films were going to be, who were Oscar nominated, because literally within hours of them being announced or being sent out, they were just all available on Bear Share and Kazar. So that's how I used to... Bear Share? Remember Bear Share? No, but that sounds like it's not that kind something of else. No. I mean, there were things I downloaded from there that... I bet. I bet, yeah. Mm. Oh, God, no. Uh, it used to take like 10 minutes for a song to download. Oh, that, yeah, dial-up internet. You're not getting any videos on there. Is that Natasha Bedingfield? No, that was a dial-up <laughs> modem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's uh, that's what I used to... I used to listen to... or I used to watch quite a few Oscar-nominated films because I could just download them and I didn't have to go to the cinema, which is a win-win situation. And then you were basically watching that while you were waiting for your porn to download as well. Yeah, actually, yeah. That I mean, that was a little bit... That was when the internet, you could download a film. Although some of those films you download and then like a day later. Have you ever like waited over a day for a oh, film yes. to download? Oh, yes. I'd be like, oh my God, it's over a gigabyte. What the hell? Over uh, like two meg was a lot. Yeah, that's true. I remember trying to download... I remember all morning I was downloading Tubular Bells. <laughs> Just what, the part the one. Yeah. <laughs> Great album. Yeah, because I'd watched The Exorcist and was like, oh, I really like that song. And then I'm like, I downloaded it and I was like, this is a really long song. And then after the bit that I recognised, I was like, oh, this is going places. I enjoyed it. So you've actually already watched two of the Oscar-nominated films. I know. Barbie and Oppenheimer. So I'm hoping there's some good films. Sure. <laughs> I know I Barbie and Oppenheimer, as Miri Magli said, they are films that are popular with people. <laughs> yes. They are films that exist. They are the films that people like, and I'm not going to. Sh- I'm not. A and type you're of, not people. I'm not a person who. I'm not a normal person. I'm not. That is very Somebody true. that shits on something because other people like it. I wouldn't want to do that. Just because something's popular, I will allow people to enjoy that. No more wine for you. Why? <laughs> Am I being spicy? A little. Okay. Well, speaking of spicy, should we go into what games we've been playing? Well, do you want to start? Because you have been playing the game of the moment. Champs of Senna? No. Oh. Pal World. Pal World. And it's not about dogs. Or Pokemon. No. <laughs> no. I played the European version, Pal World, as opposed to the American version, NTSC World. I made that joke before anybody else did. But everybody is telling that joke, and you've used it multiple times. But I use. I it think first. it's time to stop that. I used that joke first. That was on my stream title. People so, came in and so, been like, they wanted to so, comment on how good the stream title was. It was literally they? on the launch day, like launch, few hours after it had launched. I went live with that, and I'm sure yes, there. And it's a week people. later, and you're still using the same joke because I don't feel I didn't tweet about it, you're so therefore not enough people. A dead pal. Well, you can kick the ragdoll physics. <laughs> Uh, dead pals around the island anyway yeah so if anybody hasn't you know if you've, you've, if you've been living under a rock then yeah you don't know anything about this but uh pal world has come out in early access which is a survival game crafting survival game very similar to arc but with lots of other different mechanics it's pretty much yeah it's like a survival game but you can have these companions alongside you and they do fighting for you but also they can do things in your base such as mining rocks and various other kind of laborious tasks building and cooking they can do building and cooking yeah so you start off you come out of a open area and then all of a sudden you see the place in front of you very kind of breath of the wild-esque not as much as craftopia which is their previous game that is almost like identical and then yeah you can 
you go and find a place that you put your base and then your in your base you can well eventually you level it up and it unlocks various things so instead of having to chop down trees go find them and chop down trees to get wood you can have a like a tree plantation type thing that has a permanent for some reason somehow i don't know how it works but there are like three trees that are just constantly producing wood but you need one of your pals that has the logging skill to do that um so you just you you make everything kind of automated rather than going and doing it yourself um so they're pretty much your slaves they're like your servants your pals are your slaves they are they yeah you force them well they do take breaks Oh, that's nice. I love that somebody asked, like, will there be a mod where we can kind of assign their working hours and their sleeping hours because I want to be ethical? <laughs> I was like, well... I don't think that's what the game's about. No, I mean, in many ways. So I, yeah, and like everybody else, I've been addicted to this. And there is obviously the big elephant in the room is like, oh, is it copying Pokemon? Well, so this is the thing. People, when... When the game was first announced, people said, this is Pokemon with guns. Yeah. And that has been... The sort of through line. Now you've played it. Mm-hmm. Is that true? No. The game. Well, the gameplay isn't Pokemon. The gameplay is Ark or Minecraft, kind of like Minecraft. Mm-hmm. You have, well, yeah, you have mining and well, there's no. Well, so far there isn't any mining in this, but it's kind of a crafting game. So similar to Ark, which I haven't played, but I've watched people play it. Um, but yeah, you settled your base and then you're just kind of upgrading your base. But the only thing where there are similarities with Pokemon. I mean, there are similarities similarities with so many other games. I don't know why everyone's just... Well, I know why everyone's latched onto the Pokemon comparison because it looks... And that's one of the visual things. And, and like mm-hmm. what people have been promoting is they know it's Pokemon with guns. But there are loads of other... Like there's the Everjail from uh, Elden Ring. So the Everjail, if you don't know, they're the round stone kind of arenas. And inside you get teleported to an arena inside an enclosed arena and you have a boss fight and usually it's something decent. But these are like side bosses. And they literally have that in the game. Like, it's, it's a circular area, like a circular stone area with the little circular, uh, like, button or whatever it is right in the middle of it. It's almost mm-hmm. identical. Um, I saw that, I just laughed. And like, oh, yeah, this is identical. So there are bits that they've been heavily influenced um, from other games. And, yeah, that's, like, that is it. But, like, the Pokemon comparisons is because the characters look just like them. And you use these orbs, similar to Pokeballs. And they're called Pal Spheres. Yeah, Pal Spheres. But you can also get like a Super Pal Sphere, so you can get a better one that's got a better Is there a Master Pal Sphere? I, uh, I don't think they've... Mm, I feel like maybe they do call it a Master something. Mm. I don't know. They've got names. They're very similar. You craft them yourself, so it's not like you buy them from a Pokeball. I don't think you can craft them in Pokemon, can you? Um... That's a good question. I don't think you Pokemon's do. Pokemon's not a crafting game, so I doubt it. No, I don't think you do. I think you can customise them in certain games, but yeah, okay. I don't think you you don't craft them, you just buy them. Mm. So yeah, you can craft them, and then you... I mean, you don't craft them until a bit further in, but which I've done now. And uh, yeah, you can catch, uh, capture Pokemon with that. <laughs> Palamon. Oh. Palamon. So you yeah, you use your current Pokemon... You, um, you use oh my co- God, Ben. You use your They're current... Pals. pals. Sorry, sorry, Nintendo. You use the your Pals... Or yourself, you can literally punch a sheep to death in this game. Lovely. Um, which I've done a few times. And yeah, you get a baseball bat as well. You can whack them with a baseball bat. Um, but you can also use your pals and send them after them, especially if it's like a, a fire uh, palmon that you've got that you can send after a ice one, like a penguin, which I did. Yeah, so they go and, and you can they can fight on your behalf. As far as I'm aware, you can only like send out one at a time, a bit like a certain uh, Nintendo game. Okay. Um, and then they get 
you know, downed and another one comes back. And so you can use them as weapons as well, right? Yeah, so I, if each of them has a special, um, like, attachment or something that you could... So, for example, the fire-breathing fox type thing that has a harness. And if you get the harness, not that kind of harness, oh. if you get the harness for it, you can then hold it and use it as the flamethrower. It does a lot of damage. Nice. And it's pretty awesome. Um, there's the... I've seen a lot of people firing penguins and bazookas. Oh, I've not used... I've not. I've got a penguin, but I haven't unlocked its secret thing yet. Okay. But there are things like... Um, oh my God, is it a wolf? I don't know if it was a wolf or a cow or something like that, but I got the... Oh, is it a bull? I don't know. But I um, got its special thing, which is a saddle, and now I can ride it. Um, but you can also, like, charge and... And, like, I think I've given it a poison thing so now it can shoot poison at people so like there's a lot of creativity in that i mean there's a lot of stuff that they're very much kind of influenced from others but they've also added some extra they've made it creative in certain ways like that i really enjoy and the fact that when you build this special item for each of them it has a completely different thing depending on which one everyone's got like this unique ability whether it turns itself into a flamethrower or you can ride it or penguin bazooka or you give them the monkey has a an assault rifle um, of course it does of course the monkey has an assault <laughs> rifle so like they're all individual so far i mean maybe later i think a couple of them i've had i've seen have got like saddles that you can so you can ride them but as far as i can see the ones i've unlocked which are not that many uh they all seem pretty different um and i'm yeah it's that is quite creative and it's just it's just really good fun it's it plays really well I think that's one of the reasons why it's going. It's doing so well. There's not actually that much junk. I think the online servers work like playing with friends, and that has caused some issues. Yeah. Um. But I've just played it solo, and yeah, I had a really good time. It's a really solid, 60 FPS, maybe even more. I'm not sure. I wasn't. I didn't have the counter on there, but it was incredibly smooth. It ran really well. It's like it doesn't have a unique art style. It's not like Breath of the Wild with their palettes and and stuff like that. So it's weird that you've got these kind of cartoony pokemon looking pals and then maybe the grass is slightly realistic so like there's different art styles going on so it's not going to win any awards in like visual effects or whatever mm. but it's it's just a really fun game and there's that nice steady feeling of progression and there's some goofy moments my favorite moment was so near you've also got, you've got the kind of like just the generic enemies around you they're like level one level two you you level up quite slowly i'm like at 11 or 12 after about seven or eight hours and there is every now and again they're like around there there are dotted some big big enemies one of them is this mammoth that's completely kind of chilled it's level 30 docile. very docile it's level 36 it sometimes wanders through my camp and what level are you I uh, I think I was about nine when uh, okay. a certain thing so happened. So it's beyond your skill. Well beyond my skill. <laughs> um, but it was like, yeah, level 36. But it's been like wandering through camp sometimes. It just walks there. It, it slept in the corner of my camp at one point. And it's giant. It's massive mammoth. And uh, yeah, so there was a... Oh, I think it was the cat one. Or it was... A, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what. I think it was the cat one um, was nearby. And I was like, okay, I need to... At one point... So to level up your your Palmon, to make them, like, super strong... You need to stop saying Palmon. Yeah. <laughs> your <laughs> Just pals. Just call them pals. Fine. You're so, going to roll up the Pokemon fans. You don't want to do that. I mean, people people playing the game are calling them Pokemon. 
I was well, calling it on stream. I was like, where's my Pokemon? Everybody <laughs> calls them Pokemon. Nobody calls them pals. Listen, someone made a Pokemon mod for this game and it's already been taken down thanks to the Nintendo. Because they're idiots and so... they put it behind their uh, Patreon. So it was paid. Of course they're going to go. But anyway, yeah. So I've unlocked a thing that fuses them. So you can, you can get four of them and then fuse them into one to make that one stat slightly better. Without leveling up. So leveling up, oh, obviously, their stats okay. will get better. But you can get these ones to be even stronger by fusing them. And I think the first fuse costs four of the same type. Right. And then it's like eight, 16, and 32. So, so it encourages you to catch loads. But you're not going to have a box full of, like, thousands at the end of it. Because you just use them to fuse together and get stronger. Is that the equivalent of evolution, then? Like, do they evolve in the way that Pokemon do? No. Okay. As far as I was aware, not. And I don't know... Like I've unlocked that. I don't think you can fuse. I might be wrong, and if I am, I'm I am. But I don't know. You can't fuse two different ones to kind of get a different hybrid type thing. And I do, and they don't become like a. I think this is like the equivalent of it, but it's obviously not really yeah an evolution because it's just making a, a more a stronger version of it. Um, which maybe it is. It just there's no visual changes as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, but anyway, I will say like with Pokemon, that's one of my biggest annoyances is when mm. you catch a really cute one. And then it evolves into something yeah. really ugly. And you're like, no, I just wanted to keep with the cute one, but I wanted yeah. it to be more powerful. <laughs> it's like I've got the the sheep and I'm like, the sheep's kind of like the... the I mean, it's like the sheep in Pokemon, the one that's crap. What's Wooloo. That? Wooloo. It's a bit like that. Um, it looks quite similar as well. And yeah, I just had a load, an abundance of them because they're just everywhere, especially my... And they're very low level. And I've just been charging around, knocking them out. And you, know, you get like meat from them and stuff. So uh, to go cooking. But like that... Yeah, that sheep I had a bunch of, but... Like there's always there's always been one either in my camp or in my party because you you've got two you've got three areas where they can be they can just be in the box like in Pokemon mm -hmm. um, they can be at your camp which every time you level up your camp so far I've been able every time I've leveled up they've added a new uh, spot for a for a pal in that camp and in fact the last time I upgraded I unlocked the ability to have a second camp so yeah you can go then find some another place for them nice but then and the other place is in your party which i think is five so not which in pokemon is six you right there sorry i'm uh, sh shuffling in my seat oh so yeah anyway I'll, I'll get to the end of the story so we i was punching a cat uh as you do and yeah and but i think i he started running away so i just threw my monkey at it and i was like oh i haven't tried the not a euphemism <laughs> no spanking that monkey and so i threw the monkey at it and i was like oh i haven't used the the gun move on it like the gun because it's like that you send them out and they do their attacks and stuff but then you can use the special move which is either that you ride it or that you can hold it for a flamethrower and it's on a cooldown mm -hmm. and it doesn't last forever so i was like oh the monkey's got it so i use that and the monkey like killed it in two hits with the gun and then turned around saw the mammoth level 36 mammoth this is the level nine uh monkey can't remember the name of it Just turned around to the woolly mammoth and started shooting at it i was like jesus what are you doing so, and this was right next to my camp. So then the monkey ran back to the camp and then this is coming, the mammoth is coming at them because obviously it's been shot at. It's, you know, it's been aggroed. And then my entire camp is obviously like fighting it. And there's like seven of my Palmon, Pokemon, uh, pals in the camp, like attacking it. I'm there trying to attack as well because obviously it's there. We're doing absolutely no damage to it and the camp just gets entirely wiped out. Every single thing was fighting. Every single thing. When I came back to the camp, because when you're in camp, it shows up all your, all the camp pals and like their statuses. Mm. And it's like, knocked out, knocked out, knocked out, knocked out. And then the penguin, feeling hungry. 
great. Penguins and mood. Penguins just like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on, but I'm hungry. Um, so was but, that a game over? Um, it was not a game over because then obviously the aggro had gone and it disappeared. Um, I've died a few times and you just come back. It's a bit like a battle royale game. It's weird. Like, cause you drop all of your items and everything mm. and then you, you can choose a place to respawn. But it's weird cause you can't respawn near where you died, but you can fast travel to it. So it's a bit of a weird That's thing. Weird. It's, it's fine. I mean, just you then go to another place and then, I don't know if it's something to do with like, you don't want to be in a permanent, it's probably like a way to avoid a glitch. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I like, it wasn't a game over for them because he just put them in the box and then there's like a 10 minute cooldown. There's some like in-game countdowns, like you you can get an egg incubator because um, you find eggs around the place. And then I think the higher quality of the egg, the longer real life time it takes for them um, right. to hatch. And sometimes there's some really good ones and ones that you've not seen before. But, and also another thing I've got to say is the, another thing that they've kind of not really copied, well, that they've been influenced by is Fortnite. So the building is very much like building in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, yeah, you've got, you've got the wheel or whatever. You select what the building, if it's the floor or if it's the wall, but it's kind of, it just snaps together and you click it and it works. Yeah. So it's very Fortnite-esque. It's super, super easy, um, which is nice. You don't have to be super accurate. You just put down the base of a building and then it kind of, yeah, automatically snaps to where you're going to put it. Um so yeah, it's just, it's really good fun. It's a mix of a million genres, um, but it's mainly a crafting survival game, but you've got these pals that will kind of do, they will automate it for you. Whereas in a lot of crafting games, you build up automatic systems to get things working. Uh, whereas this, you've got pals that will do that for you. So that's the thing. It seems like it's a real mix of different genres and different ideas of basically loads of other popular games put yeah. together, which has been criticized by some and other people really like that. So where do yeah. you stand on that? Is, for you, is it more than the sum of its parts? Yeah, and I, I'm actually going to compare it to Dave the Diver because Dave the Diver does have the same issue, kind of. It's got okay. lots of different... Someone says it's like a mile wide and an inch deep. Um, so like they've got all these other different things. There's like the sushi restaurant management game. There's the... Uh, like the fishing, uh, sorry, the, there's like the vegetable growing Stardew S part in uh, Dave the Diver, but there's no real depth to it. Like mm. it's just a bit. Um, whereas this it feels like there's a fair bit of depth and thought put out, put into every bit of it. Um, and seeing where the roadmap that they brought out today, which I'm guessing I'm going to talk about in the news, or mm-hmm. we can talk about it now, that's interesting to see where it goes. The only thing that is a, not a problem for me, but there's no... As far as I'm aware, at the moment, there's not real a real reason to progress. Like, why would I keep playing it? I mean, to get people, I've seen people say that they've got level 50 and they're level 50, all their pals are level 50 and they've been fully upgraded and they've had an amazing time and they've beaten all the bosses and everything around there. And it's like, okay, cool. But is there like a story? Is there an end game? Like in Minecraft, there's the Ender Dragon. In a lot of crafting games, they sometimes have like a final goal that you want to aim for. Um, but that doesn't seem to have one at the moment. At the beginning, it has like a quite a cool tutorial quest line. And then there's like a boss that you fight. Right. Um, I haven't discovered any other bosses, but I'm sure they are there. Because I've seen them on the... I've seen on the roadmap that they said that there are going to be more bosses in the future. Yeah, but which I, is more of an end game thing, I think. Yeah, but I don't know if those bosses... If there are more bosses than the one that I fought... Uh, and beaten it was quite tough I gotta say it was a good challenge mm. like, but like I say it was a good challenge 
and I had a very, and I had like a special like strategy with it. There were no glitches at all. I beat it. For, it was, it was so close to, I was so close to dying and ended up just beating it right at the last minute or the last second. And it was like, it just, it was just a really good quality experience. Um, so I, yeah, genuinely had a good time playing it. I've really, I really like it. And if you are into those kind of crafting games, it's just a lot of fun. And I think as well, people like a game that's not super, super serious sometimes. And this isn't, but it's also one that you can play with friends when the servers are working fine. I think it was just so busy oh, yeah. with so many people, they didn't expect it. And I think that's why the servers weren't working. Yeah. Like for me, I mean, you mentioned the lack of story. I think I, I'd seen yeah. this game, like trailers of it and the sort of build up towards it. And I hadn't clicked that it was this kind of crafting survival thing, which mm. is not really my kind of thing anyway. Uh, see, I quite like so those. I saw it and was saw the sort of Pokemon with guns line that everybody else had sort of seen and was like, okay, well, I'm interested to see what the story is going to be. And there is mm. no story from what I'm hearing and not really much of a quest line. And I yeah. think, to be honest, that sort of puts me off playing it because I'm someone who really needs a story yeah. and an end goal and something to aim for in life, not just in games. Um, so when it's literally, here's a world, go have fun, like I really struggle with that. And I think yeah. some people mm. really like that. And that's the sort of thing that seems to pop off these days in terms of mm. numbers is this sort of, you know, sandbox. crafting sandboxy kind of games. And personally, that's mm. just not for me. Um, and I don't yeah. dismiss See, it. I, like I know that. that a lot of people like that. It's just for me, I just look at it and think, well, then if there's no story for me, I know that I'm just not going to be sucked into that in the way that some other people will. And some people like a grind and they like seeing small progress. Like I love City Skylines. In fact, today I was like, mm, kind of want to play some more, even though not on stream, just just play some more. Because I quite like slowly building at something, getting it bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And that's what you do. Like the end goal is going to be this giant factory that you've got loads of people and loads of pals working for you. Because that's another thing you can get. You can catch people, apparently. You can. Um, which you, is... They're NPCs. It's not other players. Yeah, you can't capture them and force them to do your work for you. But I've been... Um, I haven't seen them. But like having a factory where everybody's working for you and you've got this right a steady supply of all the crafting materials that you need and it's all working perfectly... That's why people love games like Factorio and Satisfactory, that kind of, you know, process. So there's a bit of that in this game as well. Mm. It's just like a mix of so many things, but that, that appeals to a lot of people. It appeals to me as well. I don't need a story to enjoy a game. I like, yeah, City Skylines is a good example. Are you looking for another one? Oh, hang on. I was about to do a really smooth segue, but then my phone decided not to open and needs a password. But um, well, you say it appeals to a lot of people. It appeals to 7 million people. 7 million? 7 million people. That is how many people have bought this game I feel already. like turning it on now just so I can join the Steam concurrent viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so, concurrent players. So yeah, it's... Every day the sales have gone up. Yeah. Every single day. Massively. Well, it's not going to go down, is it? Well, obviously. But like gone up a lot. Um, and the concurrent players have gone up a lot. So yeah, earlier today it reached 7 million in sales. Yesterday it was six. The day before that it was five. So it's doing like a million a day in sales. I think the, like the twenty-seven dollar price tag really, really helps. And the fact there's no microtransactions. I mean, nobody. I've seen articles that call it like a cash grab and like it's just there. It's just to, there to be bought. But like, there are no. I think that's another thing that people haven't really mentioned too much about. I mean, I, there are people out there that said it, but there are no microtransactions. There's no shop in there. There's nothing. 
that would even there's no currency apart from like the gold that you get in the game it's completely there's none of that whatsoever um i mean it's a sad state of the industry when that is a positive yeah but you it is but unfortunately it is you look at that and you're like oh wow look at this a game that isn't trying to just be released to kind of milk money from people so and it's yeah 27 pounds or i think it's 24 pounds i think if you buy it now because it's an early access yeah and they're only going to just improve on it but no it's a it's a really fun game a really good fun game so that 7 million is purely from Steam sales. It yeah. doesn't include Xbox sales, plus the game is on Game Pass. Now, there are some differences between the two, mm. um, but it's. I think we will eventually get parity. It's just yeah. it's an early access thing, I think. For so now. I played it on Steam, and apparently it runs better on there. There's also some slight... I think people have already made mods for it to run better on Steam Deck, because apparently it doesn't run amazingly on Steam Deck. Um, okay. But usually people point out, actually, that Steam Deck usually gets kind of a verified patch when a game is nearer its full release rather than during it's early not access. priority, that's for sure. Well, people, um, like, more and more people are getting them all the time. More people are on PC, though, ultimately. Um, so when I wrote the story earlier, the um, concurrent player count for the game was 1,864,421. Mm-hmm. And it had just overtaken Counter-Strike 2, which was also 1.8 million. Um, so it's just overtaken that to become the second or the game with the second highest concurrent player count on yep. Steam. Um, it's now got even higher since I wrote this. It's now over 2 million. Is it? What's it like right now? Because I imagine this, because well, we're recording it. How do we Steam find up. it? <laughs> is it Steam? Oh, does uh, it actually show? SteamDB is a very useful website. I use ProtonDB because that tells me about Steam Deck. Steam. Uh, SteamDB. DB. I mean, P- Powell, they're all like. Um, That's the one. Power World is currently oh yeah over it's so oh, it's actually quite low. Oh wait no it's no players now is nine hundred thousand yeah which is pretty high but its all time peak now is at over two million. It's weird that it kind of peaks at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Is that people in looking at the peaks? It's quite well, interesting. I'm so the developer is Japanese. I don't know where in the world it's most popular. But if you're saying two in the afternoon, that, that would imply like Japan. evening Japan. Yeah. So, so I suspect maybe that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seven hours ago was the all-time peak of o- over two million. So that's over two million. The highest um, concurrent player count of any game mm-hmm. is PUBG. <laughs> and that was is one of them. 3.26, I'm rounding up, uh, million. 3.26 million. And Power World's already over two million. So I wouldn't be surprised if it overtakes that to have the highest number. I don't know. I I do think as well there will be a bit of a drop off because it's not got huge longevity. There's not a massive end game uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, True. But they are adding more stuff. Yeah. Um, so they announced today that there is a roadmap of improvements of new stuff that's coming. Um, so in the short term, the main thing is addressing some issues. So things like bugs. Um, apparently there's like a persistent loading screen that happens for some people. Um, they want to improve some of the AI of the pals, things like that. Yeah, don't um, shoot level 36 monsters, you fucking useless. Yeah. Um, there are also some technical things. So they want to have Steam and Xbox crossplay. Um, I, think they want cross, to, I think it's cross-save. But not cross-play. That's right. I think someone saved, someone started on Xbox and played it for a bit and was like, mm, this is not as good. And then they switched to Steam and found all their stuff was there. Yeah. They want to have some improvements to the Xbox version, server transfers, improving building. But then there are more sort of content updates. So they're going to add in PvP, which would be cool. 
Yeah, that's, um, that's a great thing about having your pals being able to like you catch more to kind of level them up. So even if your pals are both, if you're both level 50, then the one that's going to be like have higher stats is the one that you've kind of, um, what's it called again? The, the uh, fused some extra ones. So the stats are slightly higher. You can also like interchange their moves similar to Pokemon. So yeah, you there would be a, if there is PVP, I can see it being, there being like metas like and various things. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. got the ability. It's not, it's not shallow in its gameplay in yeah. that case. Um, there's going to be end game raid bosses. So See, that again, that's increasing the end game. Mm. And then a PAL arena for PAL PvP, which to me sounds like Pokemon Stadium. Mm. Which I think would be cool. Yeah. Uh, and then new islands, new PALs, new bosses, new technologies. It's really pretty as well. Um, it's like an archipelago. It's, I think they call it the Palabag Palapagos Islands. Yes, they do. Which is a great name. They do. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there are updates coming. Obviously, it's early access, as we've said. Um, also, PlayStation is potentially eyeing it up. So basically, this was Shuhei Yoshida, who is the head of indies at PlayStation. Basically, he's in charge of deciding what indie games get put on PlayStation. Um, and the game is not on PlayStation at the moment. And I don't think PlayStation necessarily Deluxe. thought that it was oh. going to be a massive success. I don't think anybody did. Well, because it's blown up so It's quickly. had like three years of build-up and stuff, but it's... It was still kind of relatively. It was dismissed low. as PlayStation yeah. with guns. Well, every, Pokemon with guns. But when, I literally, when the when the game first came out, people just referred to it as like, "Oh, the meme game is quite fun." Yeah, because everyone just expected it to be kind of like a trashy meme game. Yeah, and then and the the only reason why there's this backlash about, I mean, we could talk about that, but like about the backlash is oh, that it's will. so popular. Are we gonna need that? Well, we could talk about that now. Got a bit of Power World section. I was going to say, I've got, all, I've got all the news great. ready, Ben. Just, great, you know, great, great. just let me focus on the structure. Well, there's the, well, who's the host? <laughs> but um, Pal Worlds, yeah, like I think that that game, they weren't expecting it to be as big as it was and at all. Oh, I think sure. anybody was seeing this. But no. that's the reason why there's pushback because whenever there's something that's really popular, there'll be contrarian people that just yeah, yeah. want to be, want to shit on people's conflicts. So PlayStation have taken note. Um, Yoshida basically responded to the official Pal World account mm. on X, formerly Twitter. No, it's Twitter. Um, just call it Twitter. Twitter. Basically just to congratulate them on how well it's doing. And a random fan basically replied to him being like, can you get this on PS5, please? Or, you know, what are you doing about it? And he just replied with, yes. Um, and he tagged in the um, uh, PlayStation's partner development executive mm. for China and Japan. So that was a fairly public admittance of like yeah we're looking at this do playstation do early access games though i mean they should if they don't yeah i mean Fortnite... i can't think of one that has but i also can't think of a reason why they wouldn't the only one i know that was in early access is fortnite because technically that the battle royale was early access for about five years years and years and years it was yeah. i don't think it still says that anymore i might be wrong but i feel like yeah it was early access for years yeah and that was obviously on on uh, on there. But when it's like a, a janky early access game with not much content, I feel like that doesn't get put on PlayStation. I mean, there's enough other shit on the PlayStation store. Some of the stuff that gets on, on every store. So early access means nothing. Yeah. Um, the other elephant in the room, of course, is Nintendo. Um, who Nintendo has not commented on the game. Can you imagine putting it on the Switch? <laughs> uh, yeah. Neither has the Pokemon company. Mm-hmm. 
So nothing's been said there, but um, there were some interesting comments from the Pokemon Company's former chief legal officer called mm. Don McGowan. Former. Former. So he worked for the Pokemon Company between 2008 and 2020. Um, and was interviewed basically about the release and he said this looks like the usual rip-off nonsense that i would see a thousand times a year when i was chief legal officer of pokemon i'm just surprised it got this far now that's sort of the closest that we've got so far to like a nintendo comment on it um obviously nintendo have taken down that mod as well Mm -hmm. um i guess the sort of big controversy with the game is people saying how close it looks to pokemon um there's a lot of accusations about the use of ai and about how similar the designs are the ai things have stopped because people have realized that it's not ai so the ai thing basically i think people looked at it and thought it looks generic it must be ai which is just the answer to everything these days and And maybe don't jump to that conclusion and do some research first that's the thing on twitch people just love to state stuff because yeah sorry twitter people love to state stuff that they feel and they state it as fact and they're like, don't buy this game. It's AI trash. And I'm like, do you like you? This person had been retweeted by like 10,000 people. And then a lot of the comments were like, do you have any like actual claims that like back up that this is AI? Because they were showing these pals. And I'm going to end up like, I sound like a huge defender of it just because enjoy, I've enjoyed the game. But that there are so many lies just going around about the game. But the game came out. Oh, sorry. They announced and showed a lot of their pal designs like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Which the AI that has happened now didn't that is like what is it what it's like right now didn't exist back in 2020. Yeah. So it's oh, unless they've got a time machine. I mean, maybe they could potentially obviously use AI for kind of initial like the the you know the sketches to see or the concept art potentially, but it's maybe. I mean, the CEO basically people have picked up on comments from a few years ago or, or at least previously. Mm. Um, where he mentions something vaguely positive about AI. I can't remember the actual comments. If you want, yeah, and, but if you want to find a CEO of a gaming company that hasn't said a positive thing about AI, you're going to actually be quite difficult. It's going to be quite difficult to find. Yeah, it. I mean, it's it's a massive part of technology that everyone is at least going to discuss and acknowledge and may find what they consider to be a positive use of AI. Mm-hmm. Um, like in marketing, you can, it's not always about game design that AI is going to be talked people are going to use the ai in various other like in all sorts of different ways yeah um the last game was called craftopia which when you look at it does look very similar to breath of the wild mm-hmm. and yes pal world does look very similar to pokemon there are a lot of similarities with the designs now on the one hand you can argue that a lot of pokemon designs are kind of inspired by real life i mean you talked about the sheep one that looks like a wooloo well maybe they both just look like sheep mm. um like there's a there's, wolf that looks like a wolf yeah like and there somebody... are a lot of similarities yeah. to nature um which is kind of just natural because that's where inspiration comes from equally i wouldn't be surprised if underneath it all yep they've kind of done that on purpose because they know how popular pokemon is so and who knows how many know, it might be a bit cynical but they're probably doing it just to try and get people interested. And, and it Poke- works and Pokemon because people a... called it Pokemon with guns. But people so like it works. People love Pokemon, but Pokemon hasn't released a decent, like a well-performing game like in a long, long time. So, I mean, Pokemon Scarlet came out. This game looks 10 times better than Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I mean, it's on different platform, but yes. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that is very true. But like just the performance itself is making it so people are interested. Because like, oh my god, Pokemon, but it looks pretty. But the actual gameplay itself is 
it's mainly based around crafting and yeah. leveling up your Pokemon, but like fusing, but your pals. Yeah, I'm calling them Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> so I, the gameplay itself, like the main reason, the main thing is to have a base and to build it up and stuff. And that is not Pokemon. No, so it's, it's, just, it's, it's just one part of it. It's an amalgamation of a million different genres and people are finding a lot of fun. It's goofy. It's funny. Um, it's like a nice place to be in the game as well. It's not miserable. Enshrouded came out today and a kind of more difficult, but like miserable looking crafting survival game. So. Oh yeah, just, I mean, it's dark and grim and but like that's what a lot of them are like. And, and apparently the game is all right. But this is just like positive. It's like Fortnite. You know, it's colourful, it's bright, it's yep. positive, and you can goof around in it. I think that's one of the reasons why Minecraft does really well as well. That's why Nintendo games do well. Yeah, it's like colourful. Pokemon. <laughs> well, it's colours, just, yeah. People like bright colours. They do. Yeah. Is, that, is that our concluding thought? People like... <laughs> Power World is good because people like yes. bright things. Exactly. And, like, yeah, some of the criticism, like, they're like, is it AI or is it plagiarism or is it... There's just been lots of accusations thrown around and there's people, armchair legal experts on both sides, giving their opinion as fact. And it's like, well, you know what? If it's plagiarism, I'll let the lawyers deal with it. I'm not a freaking lawyer. I'm not going to go and be... I mean, there are people that obviously will protest against things and they'll boycott stuff if it's against what their morals are. But it's like, we don't know what it is. We don't know what they feel like. It's a small independent company that is kind of working on this game that, yeah, they've had some inspiration and they've probably used some of that inspiration a bit more than just inspiration and kind of based some of their things on what they've seen and had inspiration from them. They, they expected this game to kind of just be released and probably be quite successful, a few hundred thousand copies maybe, if it was, you know, the positive side, and then kind of just settle at a low level. Um, and I'm like, I'm just going to, I enjoy the game, I'm going to play it. It's not, there's no evil per person behind there that I must kind of punish by boycotting this game. It's, I feel like people do love to look for a boycott and look for a reason. Because I've seen people saying like, yeah, if you're playing that game, you're supporting this, that and the other. It's like, just get over yourself. Somebody was bitching at me earlier on Twitter because I was like, just let people enjoy it. You don't you need to. The words of Ben Ostwick. Get over yourself. Well, no, that's a bit antagonistic. I'd say <laughs> a little bit. Just let people enjoy things. You don't need to make a political point and a boycott about every little thing. Like if they did plagiarize it, if they did take some of the designs and put it in a game, so fucking what? Let the lawyers deal with that. If it's a game you're going to enjoy, just go and enjoy it. You don't need to stand up and white knight for, nin for Nintendo. They're fine. Or Game Freak. Well, that's Power World, everyone. It's Let the biggest people enjoy things. Enjoy it. For God's sake, enjoy that game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are. It is all over the news. It's mm. everywhere right now. And it's it will probably disappear in a couple of weeks. We will not but be talking now... about it in a couple of weeks, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. And I'd now be... it's the big thing. And don't worry, it'll be one of those games that's in early access for like five years and then slowly puts out 1.0 because Steam doesn't allow a game in early access for more than five years. Did you know that? I didn't, but yeah. there we go. That's why some games like half... I think it was... Factorio or yeah it was one of those kind of games that they had to go into 1.0 just because Steam wouldn't allow it but it didn't Good. make any difference <laughs> have you played anything else this well, week well we'll talk about mine in a bit I've spoken so much what do you think about Prince of Persia Prince of Persia um, the Lost 
Prince. Prince. I keep getting, I keep saying. No, the Lost Crown. The Lost, is it the Lost Crown? It's the Lost Crown. It's the Lost Crown. Yeah, not Prince of Persia, the Lost Prince. That would be too many princes. Oh, yeah, that would be very silly. The Lost it? Crown. Yeah. TLC. That is true. Pop TLC. Pop TLC. Um, <laughs> it's very good. I'm very near the end of it now. Um, and I very, very much enjoyed it. God. We talked a bit about it last week um, because we just started it. But yeah, we, we both played like an hour or two each. Um, and before that, we did a little YouTube quick look at the beginning. And I quite liked it at the beginning. But it didn't make the best first impression for me. Mm-hmm. I think... I think I said this last week, like there is a slight cheapness to it. I don't think visually it's the best on a technical level, maybe not the best looking game in the world. There's lots of sort of static pictures of, of characters and like the voice act, the, the voice acting is good. The voice, um, what's the word? Uh, like the, um, the mouth, mouth syncing and all that lip syncing. That's yeah. the word. Like isn't particularly great. Um, and I think it starts off a little bit slow in the sense of, it's a Metroidvania. And the point of Metroidvania is, is that you slowly dole out more and more abilities to expand the map and go further. And there are certain abilities you just expect to get. Like, you know you're going to get a double jump. You're going to get a wall dash or a, a wall jumping thing and a dash and whatever else. Just standard things in every mm. Metroidvania. And so this kind of doles those out. Some of them it doesn't. You don't get a double jump until two-thirds in, which is oh, basically just... Fire edging you you're welcome um i've been edged there you go um but it kind of gives you a lot of the standard metroidvania sort of abilities and the level design's fine but it wasn't wowing me and i was like okay like this just feels pretty standard of the genre to Mm. be honest like this is nice and i like the setting of the sort of prince of persia the sort of middle eastern palace setting but it wasn't wowing me and then (laughs) And then I got really into it. I've heard like the set, everybody so far, so three people uh, that I've heard about it have all said after the first third, it's like, oh, this game's good. I wouldn't, there's not necessarily like a certain point that it just clicked. It's not like an act two. Well, I mean, there's an obvious point where, yes, this sort of act two begins. Hmm. I wouldn't say there was necessarily a specific moment that made me think suddenly, wow. Hmm. Um, but there is a bit of a build-up, and you start to get more interesting abilities. Um, Different and, to normal. And I won't say what they what they are, but they're more interesting and more unique abilities. I'm not going to say what they are, but do the Sands of Time play a part in it? Um, not specifically, no. Okay. Not in the way you're thinking of the Sands of Time from the previous okay, game. Okay, I was like, oh, okay. I no. Want to do like, time travel is a theme of it. Yes, there as is. As you already yeah, know. yeah. yeah. Because you're in this sort of big mountain palace, but time flows to people differently. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a theme. And that comes up in puzzles and stuff like that mm, overall. Okay, interesting. Um, but they start getting a lot more creative with the puzzles. Um, the, must, the, the puzzles are sort of, there are literal puzzles to solve, mm-hmm. but there's also just platforming um, challenges that are really intricate and mm. really require you to think about your moveset and how you get around different areas, which are really clever and make you feel amazing because it's so smooth to play. Um, so in- the controls are so intuitive. It feels great to do them. And so when you work out your route of how you're going to get to what, uh, the other side of the room with barely any platforms, but you start mm. linking together your moves, like it feels great. So they're really good at that. 
there are then certain areas that do genuinely look great. Um, you know, you've got these huge vistas in the background or just really elaborate architecture yeah. that you're like, okay, this is really playing on the style and, and, and the sort of theming of the game, which is great. So it all starts to build up and it just feels so much more interesting than I thought mm. it would at the beginning. There is an amazing section um, towards the end of that second act. Okay. Um, that's just super cool. All I'll say is that it's kind of in the East, but it's really, really cool. I won't say any more because I want you to experience Yeah, I'm definitely going to play that. Not, I'm not sure if that's going to be my next game. I think it should be. I think so. I really want to play Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I feel like that this might be good in the middle of the two Yakuza games because I can't be playing both after one that's another. That's true. So, or maybe just have both going at the same time. Or maybe do that. Because they're both very different ones. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not quite finished it yet. I'm excited to see what happens at the very end. Mm -hmm. um, I'm at the point now of sort of, I think I've just got the last ability. And so now it's a sort of cleanup of the last bits of the world and, okay, yeah. and sort of any other, you know, last pickups and, and items. I'm really tempted to platinum it. Yeah, I, I know. Because I don't think it's too much more to platinum it after the main game. I'm so I might do that. in our community is, uh, has platinumed it. Yep. Loved it. Well, I know uh, people have talked about it in what they've been playing, so I won't say too much more, but just I think it's been a big surprise for a lot of people and it surprised me even while mm. playing it in that, like I say, I started it and just thought, oh, okay, it's it's a Prince of Persia Metroidvania, sure. Like, yeah. I know what to expect now. And then it got a lot more creative than I thought it was going to be. And the people are hot in it. I mean, yes. That's, that is true. I am very, very, very happy because I love, I do really, really like Ubisoft games. Like the company itself obviously has its issues, oh, yes. um, which we can't ignore. But like, but uh, Ubisoft games, I find just really good fun. I just love them. I really enjoy an Assassin's Creed game. Obviously, I love um, the Division one and two, one especially. There's, I mean, Far Cry games. I pretty much play every single one that comes out and finish them, except for six. I need to do that actually. And like, yeah, just Ubisoft games in general, I really enjoy and. Yeah, this is, and also Prince of Persia is one of the first games that I finished that was like not a kid's game and uh, loved Sands of Time. So yeah, just very happy and I can't wait to go get properly into that. Nice, you and should also, do. And also, yeah, I feel like that's going to open me up to more games in that genre and you're going to be like, you're going to go and play Hollow Knight. Absolutely you do. But yeah, the other game that I've been playing. Tell us. Uh, Chance of Senar. Ooh. Which is a game that is very beautiful. It is a puzzle game. And it's all really about understanding language. It's Duolingo. Duolingo, okay. but artsy. The puzzle game. <clears throat> the puzzle game. And what it is, you are presented with a small kind of level, enclosed level area. Um, and you in that area. So it's maybe in a, it's in a, it takes place in a tower. So you obviously you start at the bottom of the tower. As you do. Yeah. And in that world, it's very orange. You've probably seen it. And it's like the, the art style is gorgeous. It's very kind of orange and reds. And it's quite like it's very hand-drawn cartoon. Not cartoony, but... Uh, minimalist, right? Very minimalist. And yeah, because your character's face doesn't really get shown that much. And yeah, so you are like walking around and you speak to these people, but you don't know their language. So you have to kind of work it out from various things around the world. Like... There's one where there's a lever and you push it and you pull it. And the next to it are two uh, words. And then what happens to that, to, you know, when you pull the lever or push the lever, we'll kind of work out what 
is that word. And you, so for example, if you push, let's, this is an example, it's not in the game. So I, you know, I don't want to spoil any of the uh, puzzles, but for example, if there was a switch and you press one button and the light goes on and you press the other button, and the light goes off, you know, and there was words next to it, you know that the word at the top will be on and the word at the bottom will be off. And what you can do is you can make notes. So you've got these symbols that you've found mm -hmm. and you can write a note of what you think that word is. So you might click on and then you might write on where it is and then you might write off for the other symbol. And then every now and again, when the game thinks that you've worked out or you've got all the ability to kind of understand what some of those words are, you can then take a guess and it will open up a page of maybe images of this and then you can kind of put the corresponding letters next to those uh, images. So for example, if it was on, there might be a light and it's bright and then there might be a light where the light bulb's turned off and you put where you think on and where you, what you think the letter for off is. And then if you're correct, it will validate it. Okay, everything you've just said is very confusing. Yeah. So, okay, so I've made a bad it, job. I explained it very badly. Well, slightly, but also, is it in practice? Like, do, is it quite intuitive in practice, the way that it, yeah. it builds up and you slowly learn the language? Yeah, yeah, you are just translating what the words are in the, like the words are in the game into what you think they are. Um, and then... You build up that language because then you'll then talk to people and you'll understand a few of those words. But like if somebody, if you're meeting three people and they all start with the same symbol or the same uh, letter, it's things, it's, le it's symbols and each well, one like has runes. totally different, or... kind of like runes. Okay. And so if everybody's saying the first thing, then you're probably like, oh, that's probably hello. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So you kind of make a little note that that's hello. And if you see like, it's weird, like, because you've got to kind of work out from context. You can work out what letters are. Mm -hmm. um, you can work out from literally just looking at them. And the shape of some words might look similar to something that it is. So then you kind of guess that. So there are so many different ways of working out what those words mean and what you're translating. Um, and there's even some where it's like a Rosetta Stone and it'll be, they'll say something. So, for example, if you go to the next area, the next... So each level has a different language and it might usually when you go to the next level, there's like a, a slab, which will have a word in the language that you've, or a phrase in the language that you've just learned. Yeah. And then a phrase in the new one. And you can kind of work out how a sentence is formed because maybe it's not subject, verb, object. Maybe the negative isn't the word not. Maybe it's something else that they do to it. Maybe the nouns have very specific thing happening to them maybe it's you know a noun has a circle around it so you've got to kind of just work out there it is it's some of it is quite oh yeah of course that makes sense and some of it is a little bit confusing um so as an ex english as a foreign language teacher mm, did your experience with that help you in yes, the game definitely <laughs> definitely because it's like there are, for example, in Spanish, if it's a question, you put a question mark at the beginning and a question mark at the end. And there's something similar in this one. And I'm like, oh, okay, you kind of recognize it. And okay. there are, obviously I know in Spanish, like there are, if you only know one language, then you're going to find it a little bit trickier. And because you kind of, you're just used to your language being as it is. But if you're, a, if you are, 
you know, you've learned a different language, then it might be the yeah, no, that the verb goes first. Or there might be no verb for be. Like there's no, maybe there's no word for to be. Like in Arabic, there's no, they don't say be. They right. say literally I been uh, or me been. They don't say I am been. Ah. So there's. I did not know that. There you go. There are lots of way, uh, lots of weird things. And I mean, yeah, there are five different languages, but they're all slightly different. There's one that's very similar to Arabic. And there's one that's similar to like hieroglyphics. And there's one that's very futuristic. And it's just like lines that are like jutting out. And it's... Uh, so you get to the point, I guess, at the end of sort of each level where you're essentially fluent in that language. Yeah, you can technically go to the next area without learning all of the words. Right. Um, I only, at one point I did that and I was like, oh, I need to turn around and find those words that I'm missing. Um, and then realize I missed a total obvious area. Um, but yeah, so you can technically do that. But there are def there are certain puzzles in there that are a bit ob obtruse. Is that the word? Abstruse. Abstruse. Or one, I know you get upset when people say obtuse. <laughs> um, so there are certain puzzles that like at the very, very end, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the very, very end, there's a couple of things where I'm like, I just don't know or can't be asked to go and really think about this. I just want this kind of to be over, um, which I... Yeah, so I kind of just looked on the internet for one for one of the puzzles because I was like, I can't be asked like running around because there were some points where I was just running around for twenty minutes, being like, I know it, and then you it kind of twigs, and right. it's just like, oh, of course. So that and that feels felt good. Whereas weirdly, like with tunic, well, not necessarily tunic, but with um, cocoon, I was like, oh, I felt it just made me feel stupid. But this made Did this me make you feel clever. It did in moment in quite a few moments. Okay. Um, but there are some, and I think you'll get really frustrated in certain parts of it because there are there's wow. like there's a maths air part of it. Uh, I thought you said this was a language game. Yeah, but I don't want maths. Numbers are part of language. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a numbers gay. I'm a letters gay. Mm. So there's like yeah, there's a little bit of maths that you have to work with, but it's not too bad. I didn't have any problems with it really what are we talking like one plus one is two uh, no it's like where like how they form a number so a number might not just be one after the other it might be a different way that it's i'm already displayed confused. i'll help you with that bit thank you <laughs> but there's <laughs> yeah so there are some parts where i'm like i really don't know but like the and there are some moments where i did feel stupid like there was a bit where there was a picture of a caterpillar and then a butterfly and i was like oh, okay that obviously means nature didn't think to me, oh, of course, there's a link between a caterpillar and a butterfly that, you know, that I didn't quite twig. And uh, yeah, some of the images that you're like, when you have to verify what you think a word means, some of the images are not, maybe not as clear, um, okay. which is a bit, yeah, it's, it's fine. But it's, there were a couple of moments. The one thing that really let it down, though, is the stealth part. Stealth missions there in a are, language game. There are stealth missions and they make no, there's just no point in them. Like they don't add anything to it apart from mm. maybe a little heightened drama. And they want, they want to some kind of, I don't know, I have no idea why they put the stealth bits in it, but it just takes away because nobody likes a stealth bit in any, nobody ever likes a stealth. Unless it's a stealth game. If it's a stealth game, even then, just let me turn it off. Uh, <laughs> I want Splinter Cell where I just run to the base dodge all the bullets and then get to where i need to be that's not that game but no neither is this game and 
there's like one particular level where you're kind of sneaking around and it's just like eventually obviously you're well i won't spell it but like you it's not a problem but then like it's just unexpected stealth in certain places that i just don't need um mm -hmm. i mean it's immediately takes you back to where you were at the start like there's if you get spotted in a stealth mission the most you're going to lose is about 10 seconds so it's fine it's just okay. unnecessary um and it kind of takes away from what is just like a really good puzzle because without the stealth stuff if it was really chilled, maybe like right at the end, I'd be a bit more willing to kind of spend 10, 15 minutes thinking about a puzzle rather than being like, oh, just, yeah, I'll quickly Google um, a little a hint. So, yeah. So Chance of Senar is a fun, good little language puzzle Yeah, game. and it is about as, although there are parts of it that are about as confusing as when I try to explain it. <laughs> it's just you're translating words. And you're translating those words by solving puzzles by solving puzzles and it's a little bit like it's just a little bit like duolingo if you've ever used that you're they'll give you a, a sentence and you've got to kind of you translate it but then you see that certain words go in a different order in a different language and then you have to kind of create that yourself hmm. so um, i'm intrigued yeah i think there was a demo i don't know if there still is a demo you um, played this on the Steam Deck, right? I didn't. Looked gorgeous on the OLED. Yeah. Another game on the OLED. Another Steam Deck game I've played. Another one I'm going to steal. There are three. I finished three Steam Deck games in the last month. Are you proud of me? Very. And now I'm going to play Yakuza Like a Dragon on Steam Deck as well. Yes, because the new one is out. Mm. We want to play it. So that is um, that's what we've been playing. Let's find out what other people have been playing. Now, we've got some essays this week. Ooh. So I will have to try Sit and go through them quickly. Um, we begin with Malathos, mm. who's been playing Sea of Stars, which is an excellent game that may Here have featured in our Game of the Year list. Check it out. Which is a wonderful retro-inspired RPG. I would definitely recommend this to anyone that has any nostalgia for the RPGs of the 90s and early 2000s. The pixel art is bright and wonderful. It's not exactly like those RPGs of yore, but it is exactly your memory of them. I think it successfully embraces the nostalgic lens that we view those games through. I think the only thing I can say I dislike about it is that the world feels a bit small, but I think that's debatable point. I find myself simultaneously missing random encounters on the world map, but also relieved they aren't there. I would love to know how far through you are, Malathos, because I also felt like the game was a bit small, but then, but then it's not. Oh, well, spoiler. You're ruining everyone's games today, aren't I'm you? I'm not spoiling it. It's just there is more to it than you might think. Sure. Is there a, a deep area? I've just discovered the deep area in Zelda, which I had no idea existed. I know. I've, I've spent last year trying not to spoil that for you, <laughs> even though it was very obvious. Yeah. Well, it's obvious when you were obviously <laughs> talking about it. Have you visited a, an area that's very similar to one in Elden Ring? Well, you, they don't have Sky Islands in El Elden Ring, so I'm guessing it's the deep. Yeah. I didn't say that. Uh, I had no idea what it was like, and I went down there for the first time. And uh, and it's terrifying, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I had no idea that it was, like, dark, and you had to kind of use bright... Because I got so many of those bright blooms. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you're like, well, where do I use them? Why do I have so many of these for... And now you know. Now I know. Well, I look forward to your escapades in that. In yeah, I mean, I haven't mentioned that because, well, we only talked really about a couple of two or three games. But, yeah, I'm, I just did the Water Temple, a Wind Temple... Water Temple will be next week and uh, loving it. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Mm -hmm. Chaddy has been playing Prince of Persia. 
Um, it's completely consumed me from Thursday until Monday. 34 hours later, and I got the Platinum Trophy. I'm not sure how many I'm in, so I've probably still got a long way to go. Um, well, no, because you're one of those nine people that like beats the boss third try, aren't you? Well, <laughs> no, I had I had a lot of trouble like yesterday with the boss. Mm. It took a while. I don't think I was here, thankfully. You were streaming and I was screaming. Okay. What a fantastic game that I enjoyed so much despite the bugs I encountered. One being on a boss fight and the other one being able to accept a side quest. Hopefully they'll be patched soon. Uh, the platforming, puzzles and fighting are fun if at times frustrating, but they are quick and simple enough to do over, which makes you want to keep playing. The story is not massive in terms of narrative or anything that will blow you away, but what is there is enough to tie everything together to get you bouncing from one side of the map to the other, which is where this game shines. The map does a great job of helping you out. I played guided mode, so I never had the need for the screenshot tool. However, it's a nice feature if needed. I definitely use that a lot. Oh, yeah. So maybe, yeah, you are. If he's 34 hours with that, then maybe you've got a little bit further to go then. Maybe. Um, but yeah, you had an issue with that side quest, didn't you? Yeah, there's a side quest that bugged, but Chatty helped me out. And I got through it, good, which good. is good. Um, the customization of the difficult settings is also good in that you can tailor the experience to be harder or easier for you. However, I refuse to play anything but normal. <laughs> I am stubborn, and that's the way the game is intended to be played, so I refuse to no, change No, I don't it. believe that. That's bollocks. <laughs> Nothing, no game is intended to be played normal. If a game has a mode that's easy, hard, or difficult, or easy, difficult, or normal, all three are ways that the game can be played and should be played. And I will have, say, nothing... Chaddy, you're not normal. You're just average. Wow. <laughs> I think that's worse than... Uh, uh, playing um, a game easy is playing the game the proper way just as it's much. It's playing however you want to play it. My main criticisms are the bugs encountered, but also the world feels a little empty and lifeless after the main story, where you're just collecting everything for the trophies. I mean, that's most games. Oh, I think. Platinum Death Stranding. I know that feeling. Mm. <laughs> Overall, a great game of which I hope there may be some DLC or a sequel. 8 out of 10. I would love to see a sequel to it, but I don't know if they will. Because a lot of Prince of Persia games have been quite individual, apart from the Sands of Time trilogy, but they got progressively worse. But if people are saying like, hey, we'd like a, tr a sequel to this, they're like, mm, well, that was really good. <laughs> well like, received. Well, We've got a whole thing. platform and, and a, yeah. I feel like Metroidvania and Prince of Persia just go hand in hand. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah. And some of the best Metroidvanias are all getting sequels. Come on, Hollow Knight. Where's Silk Song? Hollow Knight sequel. There's um, Metroid Dread. Is there a sequel to that coming? Bloody hope so. What's another good one that, I was trying, that I'm trying to think of? It's Metroidvania. I mean, we been... need another Castlevania game. That's what we need. Give us a remake of Symphony of the Night and I will jizz my pants. You heard it here first. There you go. Will you do it on stream? If requested. Um, Riley, when my joints stood out enough for me to to game with any regularity, I've been playing a lot more Zelda randomizers. Riley, I love Riley's Zelda, Zelda randomizer. I love it. Like, there's sometimes you've got a game that you just turn to when you're in the mood to play it, and yeah. like whatever mood you're in, you're always going to just go to this kind of comfort food. I love that. Yeah, I've discovered the joy and struggle of pot sanity, where all the pots in the world have the potential to have a major item. It adds a whole new dimension of what the actual fuck. And makes you think about even more places to explore or check for items. That's actually really clever. Mm. Like, you could just get a random item in a pot right at the beginning. That makes the game super easy. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, there are so many pots in Zelda games. Like, where do you... That's how I used to play with um, Link to the Past. Yeah. Is that the Link to the Past one I played on SNES? 
That is the SNES one, yeah. Yeah, I just went around smashing, cutting grass and smashing pots. That's all I did. That's Zelda for you. Uh, Mofo says, I may or may have not put in 40 hours... Yeah, that is what he said. I may or may not have put 40 hours of Octopath Traveler to these past two weeks, and I regret nothing. Hmm. If you aren't aware of the format, it's a JRPG with eight storylines, and each storyline has multiple ca- multiple chapters. I have reached the halfway point with all the storylines so far, and I'm enjoying this tremendously. I played the first Octopath Traveler, and they took the same formula and improved on it. The stories are now more intertwined, As and I the combat feels more refined. The art style is still beautiful, and the different job systems, at least the ones I've unlocked, are fun, and finding out which job combinations best synchronize with each other is fun. Overall, mm. I'm enjoying playing this game. If I have to give it a critique, it would have to be that the storylines are a bit predictable and some of the voice lines fall a bit flat. See, I quite like the predictability of it. I don't mind something that's a bit predictable when it comes... I don't know. Those I games think when are, it comes to that style of RPG, there okay. are going to be certain tropes. There are, but like I quite lo- I just love how each story... It's obviously the same style but like every one of those stories is very much its own is very much its own uh thing to start with anyway just like they feel so different like there's oh i always want to call him carpaccio what's his name again uh the, the cowboy my name's carpaccio i can't remember his name but carpaccio is a much better name. yeah it's got a it's it's patio per, particio part, is it particio particio <laughs> And I love how he's just, they've just gone 100%. This is a Western story. Yeah. And then there's another story that like the like Japanese samurai. samurai. Yeah. And then there's the guy that's kind of escaping a prison in the northern frozen. The mage. The mage in the lands. And it's like, yeah, he's been, you know, in prison or whatever. And he's escaped. Or I don't can't remember exactly. It's been a while. But like every story is just very, very, very distinct. I really want to go back to it because I loved what I played. Yeah. I guess my fear to your point there is that is the opening the best bit of each because of the stories. Oh, and it, I mm. worry that it fizzles out, but I really want to keep playing to find out. Yeah. And then I think you can go back in quite easily and you can look at the, I think it does a good job of explaining what you've already think s- so, yeah. read as well. Um, yeah. So you don't need to kind of restart it. Dan Law has been playing some Pal World, oh. an amalgamation of so many different games that works really well. A bit grindy, but honestly just nice to have a new game to play with friends. Yeah. While the Pals clearly have designs inspired by Pokemon and other monster-type games, films, and anime, it's easily forgiven as this is kind of evolution that I always wanted for the Pokemon games as a kid. Sons Guns, of course. And someone has finally given it to me. A little buggy, and the game has crashed a few times. Oh. To be expected, given the expectations set, but not not happening nowhere near as much as I thought it would. Yeah, an early access game in the first day or two not being... Well, I've not I mean, encountered it's early any... Access, yeah. so you kind of expect it. It's fine. And I've also encountered zero bugs. Like, yeah, literally not a single bug. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what we said as well about it. So Linny Lavi has been playing Love and Deep Space on mobile, which oh. released this week. Basically a dating sim with a few battles here and there. There's fierce competition between which guy is the best one. I mean, isn't that always the case in these things? Always. Always a battle. Let them fight for you. Um, and lastly, we've got a little essay from Mr. Wibble. Uh, I finished Spirit of the North and it was such a pretty experience and ending. The game doesn't really get much harder, but the story is interesting, if a bit compli- uncomplicated. It does make me wonder what Spirit of the North 2 will be about. I too started Prince of Persia The Lost Crown, and while it has its frustrating moments, it very much captures the feel of the OG Prince of Persia for me, because Mr. Wibble was around for that in the 1940s. Um... <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Beautiful game, well done 2D platforming, and challenging combat that takes some time to get back into if you put the game away for a few days. There's the occasional challenge where you have to fail a few times before figuring out the mechanics. Yeah. But other than that, but other than it being embarrassing, if other people are watching, they've not yet felt unfair. Oh, and Pal World. Wibble's been busy this week. I do like a game that doesn't... That, yeah, you, you can die a few times, but you're learning each time. Like, um, Celeste. And you go back straight away to where you were. Yeah. Do you do that in... Well, no, actually, you do and you don't. You do in bosses, don't you? You do in bosses, you retry immediately. But I otherwise, like you go back to one of the whack-whack trees. But you don't and lose all the, your stuff, do you? You don't. However, what I've done a few times is maybe... It's it's the last whack-whack tree you rested at. Okay. And so if you've gone across the map and gone through a huge area without resting, mm. you'll go back to to the whack whack tree you were but at can you which might have been miles away not between those but there oh. are teleport points no that's right because i've unlocked a teleport point and yeah. it was like yeah you've unlocked it okay so that sometimes is annoying so what i would say is even if you're just dashing around the world always stop at every tree you register get your rec register your nearest whack whack yes always do that but i love the fact that bosses you immediately try again not that i've had that's any nice. trouble with bosses but... oh because they're perfect well i know you died in a boss that i didn't die at. good luck um, Wibble play Power World. What is there to say about Power World other than entertaining survival monster collecting game? Power World is a bit grindy in places as you want to progress your base yeah. and want to level up your pals, but for early access, there's lots to do already. There's the occasional glitch where things disappear or mobs just get stuck in the map, but that's easily forgotten when you can shoot penguins with a bazooka. Yeah, I'd love to see oh, more. Oh, actually, of no, I did. One did fall, go into a. Yeah, one did disappear. There you go. <laughs> I'd love to see more of a storyline to break up the grind, but that may not be what Pocket Pair is going for. No. Uh, maybe if they have progression battles or something like bosses that you don't even need a story, but just a reason to grind. And it sounds like if they're doing endgame raids and things, yeah, then potentially. Nice. Well, as usual, we should finish up with the headlines. Dun -dun 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 -dun. Ooh. Yes. Uh, most of which has been Power World and we've already talked about because that's Great. been in the news. But there are a couple of other things um, to bring up, including the next game in the WWE 2K series. Is it WWE 2K26? No, it's 2K24. Oh, that's a shock. Um, it's coming out in March. This March? This is quite soon. Uh -huh. uh, the 8th of March. Oh. Now, one thing that is... A bit weird is that there are different editions to this game, but they have different release dates. Ugh, I don't like games that do that. No, it's quite weird. So there's the, the sort of standard version, um, which comes out on the 8th of March. But then there is a deluxe version and then the 40 years of WrestleMania version, which is 120 quid. How much? Um, and they both come out on the 5th of March. So you get a three day head start. If you buy the fancy versions, I don't. I dislike it when they do that. Yes, but um, yeah, that's. But I, one yeah. thing that's cool is that it is the, the whole sort of theme of this game is that it's celebrating the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania. Have you ever watched WrestleMania? I don't have a fucking clue what that is, but I'm sure you know. Well, have you ever watched Biggest Mania? No, it's... I don't watch your stream. Wow. So um, <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania I is do. like the the big major big big event. Is it a battle royale? No, that is the oh, no, Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. That's yes. what I meant. <laughs> no, the Royal Rumble is the Royal Rumble. Okay. That's usually in January. WrestleMania is like the big, the granddaddy of them all. Okay. It's what they call it. Because have you heard, do you know what a pay-per-view is? Would you pay to watch something? Yeah, but they're not, they call them PLEs now. 
that's the lingo. It's premium live event, I think, or premium sure. live event. But like, so they have the weekly shows, Raw and SmackDown. I've heard of those things. Okay, great. So uh, yeah, they they have those weekly shows, and then every back in my back in my day, it used to be like every five weeks or so they would have a pay per view, which would be on a Sunday. Which okay. the other ones are always on a Monday and a well, generally it's Monday and a Friday. But then on a Sunday they would have a big one, and that would be like the the big one where they all the load of title matches and like the big special matches and okay. it'd be the one that you would have to pay back in the day would be like 40 pounds to watch um or 20 pounds to watch for how, watch how many one yeah for literally one of them one well not for one match but for the whole for the pay-per-view but it's like four hours long or three hours long so yeah that and how frequent was that it was like every five six weeks now it's like every three or four. It's yeah, it's wild. But wow. you don't pay those. That was what it was like back in the day, you know. But like boxing, if people used to like pay for a boxing event, and the, it'd be like sometimes a hundred pounds. Anyone would pay for a boxing event. No. Why do you want to pay to watch two men hit each other? Some people are into that. No. What is fun about that? I, there is nothing entertaining to me about that okay. whatsoever. Well. Just because other people like it doesn't mean that it's not enjoyable, okay? No, in the case of boxing, it is. Well, let I, I just... Uh, I no, don't get it either. I have no interest in watching people hit each other. No. Not without, like, sex at the end. Wow. <laughs> like, at least in wrestling, I sort of appreciate that it's basically pantomime. Yeah, it's like watching... So it's pretty camp. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like the when they start talking, it's all it's all a story. They're using these fights to tell a story like in Tekken for example yeah like the career mode of that or whatever it's just a story and they yeah it's a story of people wrestling and like their rivalries and they have yeah it's sports entertainment indeed but that I've got is a quote on that. have you mm. what I'm not telling you you're not allowed to say anything <laughs> But anyway, the... well, all I'll say is that I'm excited about the character creator in this next game. Oh, brilliant! To see how it in improves. Well, the character, well, the um, yeah, so pay per views. That's where it comes from. But they and then they so because they have quite a few of these throughout the year. They like to have some kind of premium ones, and the big one, the ones that like they go all out on. And there's one in summer called Summer Slam. There is Survivor Series in autumn, which is usually like a. I think it's like six versus six elimination tag team match. Have you heard okay. of that? Vaguely. Um, and then in January, there's usually the Royal Rumble, which is 30 people. You've seen it before. Know, yeah, I've seen that. And then WrestleMania, which is just like the end of the of the season. Okay. And usually like the episode after WrestleMania is like when all the new storylines start. So it's like the end of, yeah, usually like the end of the chapters, the big events. The season finale. The season finale is like WrestleMania. So okay. that's why, and it's like the big major events like wow. Hulk Hogan against Andre the Giant. Who? Have you heard of those people? I've heard of Hulk Hogan. Not Andre the Giant? No. Oh, I need to, I need to. I've also heard of The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, so the, Undertaker, the, Rock. the Undertaker used to have a streak at WrestleMania. He never lost. He streaked? He, mm, luckily not. Did he take his hat off? He, right at the end he did and retired. Mm. But he, at WrestleMania, he was like... See, I know he wears a hat. Okay, good. Well, at WrestleMania, he used to have like a winning streak and it was like ended quite suddenly and people were like after 23 years or something like that, um, it ended to somebody that people didn't want him to lose to and there's a whole controversy about that. The great, great thing is, just announced yesterday, WWE is going to Netflix, including mm. all of their live shows and including their live pay-per-views 
So I said before that like you had to pay a lot of money for these pay-per-views that were on like Sky Box Office back when that was a thing. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so they had that and then it moved to the WWE Network. So you could watch these big events, but you had to pay the monthly subscription to their network, which is only like £10 a month. So it was actually a really good deal. Okay. But the live shows you'd have to watch on Sky and then it moved to BT Sports. So it's like a real premium. If you want to watch all their live shows, you have to pay a really premium thing. Now in the UK and in many, many, many countries, including the US eventually, and like the certain things, contracts will run out. They're all moving, including the live stuff to Netflix which is going to be interesting because Netflix and live, they've not really done much. Well, they tried that with Love, Love is Blind. Is... Yeah, but that's... And it didn't go very well. Why? Because they couldn't get it going. And so people missed out and they it didn't actually go live when it should oh, okay. have done. Um, and people were very annoyed. So they ended up just recording it and putting it out as a normal episode. Well, I imagine they've got a few years and this is... Um, over 10 years, it's a 10 year contract, which is just like unheard of 10 years and it's $5 billion, which is just huge. Yeah. It's the biggest thing to happen to wrestling since, I mean, there's like not many big things. Well, it, like the last, when wrestling went to kind of cable TV, that was like the start of the decline because obviously they, and then they wanted it to kind of be watered down and more PG and then people kind of just got a bit bored of it and it got, it's big, you know, with younger audience, whereas I think mm. before it had slightly a, an older appreciation because it was a bit of a rebellious thing. But like, this is just, yeah, this is huge. Anybody can watch it. I, like if they put, which is a good chance they will, if they put all of the old events and the old shows and stuff on Netflix and you can watch any, like that is massive and we're going to, I'm going to force you to watch some. I am not watching wrestling. Well, I mean, watch I some, think like, this, from this conversation. My favorite thing is the documentaries that they make because they make some really interesting documentaries about it. Like there's the flight from hell. The what? Oh, actually, I think that was a. I don't think that was the WWE one, but it's the. They were at an event in U, in the UK actually, and I think it was, and then they flew back to America, and the plane ride they were all wasted, and it was like a private plane, but like people got assaulted, someone got their head shaved, there was like people like fighting, knocking one each other out, and and this is fun. Well, no, it's the documentary about this. Like people got fired from the like rest from WWE because of it. It's really interesting. I think it's um Dark Side of the Ring. That's it. If you ever go and check out that documentary, some really good stuff. Well, it's very clear to everyone listening and watching who is the wrestling fan and who is the love I don't, is blind. I don't, fan. I don't really. Well, yeah, I don't really watch it. But I don't watch it these days because a it's really expensive to watch. I'm not getting a BT Sport subscription. And well, I pay for Netflix. It so was you're a welcome. bit. Yeah, it was a bit. It's been crap for many, many years, but have you heard of Vince McMahon? You have explained these things. Trump supporting, we, yep, loving guy. Well, been he's been, he's gone. And his son, Triple H, have you heard of Triple H? Yes. So he is pretty much, he and another guy are kind of in charge and are just making all the good decisions that Vince McMahon refused to ever make. Like putting it on Netflix. Yeah, this is like the biggest thing they could do. Anyway. Sorry, speak, where were we? Speak, well, you went off on a tangent. I, I like, I you can like talk about wrestling, it. clearly. Well, um, speaking of the character creator. It helped me come out, okay? Oh, watching wrestling. Well, it made me realise things. Do you like oiled up muscular men? Not massively. Um, Good. So the new game will have an expanded character creator, which has more parts and animations to design custom wrestlers. Um, there's a typo there. That's annoying. Um, and who wrote that? 
who edited it? That's the question. Uh, design custom wrestlers and entrances, as well as all new support for making custom referees and signs. Yeah, so they're adding... Oh, custom signs is going to be good, but also still like, yeah, Friday Night Wrestling, BBW, biggest Venice wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the big things is uh, special guest referees, which a lot of people have been asking for for ages. So that is great. There you go. I can There's be the referee also... in Friday Night Wrestling. Nice. Me. Mm. No one wants that. There's also four new match types. So special guest referee, ambulance match, casket match, and gauntlet match. Now, I'm not going to explain. We're not going into all these. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what noise my throat just made. I've got like a um, little itch on the end of my nose, so I apologize to anyone watching the video. I don't know why. You're not sniffing coke? No, or picking my nose. It's just Lovely. like, you know when you have an itch right at the very end? Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. Anyway, we won't go into these, but needless to say, look forward to more Friday Night Wrestling. Casket match, put them in a casket. Ambulance man. Put them in a put them in a ambulance. What did I just say? But it's just easy to explain. Let people tune into Friday Night Wrestling and find out. Well, exactly. There you go. I'm trying to give you some advertising here on my own channel. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, another thing that you like, hmm? Death Stranding. Fucking love Death Stranding. Yeah, no, you've talked about it enough. Um, so the reason why I like Death Stranding. No, not going to get into that. So, Death Stranding 2, we know is on the way. Do we? Yes. They've already said that it's coming. Yeah. It's already been announced. What we don't know is the full title. Mm. And apparently, mm -hmm. from sources, the full title is going to be Death Stranding 2, On the Beach. On the Beach. On the Beach. On the Beach. Which is a banger. Yes. Um, um, which is a terrible name. <laughs> It's terrible, but also I love the fact that it's just called Death Stranding 2 because that implies more Death Stranding. I feel like if they changed it to something like Deep Stranding, it could be that they completely change. Because you know what Kojima's like. It could, well, he's probably going to end up being the old switcheroo again. I'm sure. Probably, he, yeah. I'm sure you'll end up playing as Fragile or something for the whole game, which Great. I know you would love. I'd love that. <laughs> but it's, with, oh, actually, to be honest, he might do that. Um, but like, that's to me is good because it implies i don't know just having a direct sequel with a number two there implies you're going to get more death stranding and that's what i want there you go so this name has come from reliable leaker called bill bill kun do we like leakers um not massively but uh this guy is uh he writes for deal labs which is a french site and he always always gets the ps plus um mm. games like ahead of time so it always leaks um Apparently, this or, or the game is going to get a fresh showing in the next 15 days. So, basically, the reason this is interesting is not necessarily because of Death Stranding 2. Well, not for everybody, then. But because if this is part of a fresh showing, it kind of implies, is there a PlayStation State of Play on the way? Do you think they might put, like, an Until Dawn remake there? Well, that's also leaked. So, maybe. Yeah, um, he posted that today. There you go. Um... Last week, we had the Microsoft Developer Direct. So it's kind of now, you know, eyes on Nintendo and Sony to do their equivalent. So maybe we'll get a showcase in the next couple of weeks. I would imagine that they want to do it before 7 Rebirth is out because they want to give that a push before release. Because um, that basically is their mm. big exclusive for the moment. Yeah, it's been a bit... Um, well, it's not been quite on our... From who we follow, but like the actual kind of the push from on the major socials I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, Sony themselves, we don't know much about what they're doing this year in terms of first-party mm. games, but Seven Rebirth is their biggest exclusive, exclusive at the moment. Then, yeah. So I guess they're going to want a state of play to push that. 
But if they're then revealing as part of that Death Stranding 2 out this Christmas, that's going to give everyone something to look forward to. Imagine if that's the PlayStation Christmas game. I mean, it probably would be. be And you're going to absolutely wet yourself. I will be unavailable for a couple of weeks. Great. I'll stream, actually, so you can come into chat and talk to me in there. Mm, Maybe. Um, Earlier today announced that part two of the Splatoon 3 DLC... What did you think I was going to say? Something exciting. Wow. I think Splatoon is quite fun. Splatoon is fun. And they there was an expansion for Splatoon 3. No, the first finished. part of which was last year. And that's when they added in Incoc- Incopolis from the first Incopolis, game. yeah. Um, but they announced that there was going to be some sort of campaign that would be coming. Um, in the video, it's like all the colours been sucked from the world and it's yeah. all monochromatic. And everyone thought, oh, it looks like Nia. Um, that is what's coming. It's called Side Order. And it's coming 22nd of February. Um, it looks like there's some sort of tower. Mm. Um, so um, the Nintendo tweet basically said, um, we've uncovered a new image of Agent 8 and Pearl trying to navigate the strange new sector. Climb a spire crawling with creepy creatures and unlock the truth behind this colorless world. Interesting. So That's it's some sort of campaign single player type thing, which... No, I think I actually really like this between single player. So yeah, I, did you finish uh, it? I don't think I actually did in the end. No, I got to the last island. I, I was completing every single thing on every island, Same. and I just ran. I got steam. to the last one and then didn't play it. Good. So I could go back to it and finish it, but so yeah. So that's part of the expansion pass. So that's next month, and then the last bit of news, which also came out today. It's some Twitch news. Oh, I thought you were going to talk we... about Splatoon 1. You're never going to be able to play online anymore soon. Because they put a date, haven't they? Oh, that's for... true. Yes, they are shutting down online play on the Wii U and 3DS. So the stores have already closed, but they are shutting oh, yeah. down, uh, I think it's April. Okay. Um, they're shutting down online play. But you can still download things that you bought, can't you? Yes. That's never going to You just go can't away. buy anything new. Okay. Um, so last up is Twitch news. Mm. So basically, last year, Twitch I love you said this is going to be a short podcast. Well, look, we see this every time, and then you start wittering on about wrestling. That was um, important back information. Oh, it was context, was it? Yeah, exactly. You should know about waffling for more than you need. I never do. I'm a very concise news writer. Thank you very much. Maybe for your news articles. <laughs> you can pipe down. <laughs> right, last we'll year... We'll talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> last year, Twitch introduced the Partner Plus program. The PP Plus. The PP Plus. Now, the idea of this was to give a higher revenue split for partners if they hit a certain threshold. You bring us in a lot of money, we'll make a deal. Yeah. So rather than the standard 50-50, they get 70-30. But to do that, you have to have, I think it was 350 subs and whatever else. Sub points, but points that don't even, like gift subs don't count. So you need like, you pretty much need 300 and... 50 people subbing to you individually with their own money, which is a lot. Which I mean, you lot. can also, if you subscribe at tier three, it adds six points rather than, which is like 25 pounds a month. Yeah. But yeah, so it's. Mm. So they had that last year. Um, basically, people weren't massively happy with it when it first came out. Um, I wrote a story about crit- uh, streamers criticizing it for being anti-community, which was fresh from TwitchCon. It's very high. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very, like, I'm, I can, I don't ever talk about my numbers and stuff like that, but sure I will. I think mine is eight, 
So 350. I mean, I mean, I don't stream as much these days, but it's, yeah, it's quite a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. In order to, to make money. You, have, you can only do that if you are pretty much a full-time streamer, a successful full-time streamer. Yeah. So Twitch have recognized that and they're now changing it and they are expanding it with a lower threshold. And this starts from the 1st of May. So there's a little while to go it's, yet. Isn't it the, it starts counting from the 1st of February so that then you get that on the 1st of May. If Be you say so. Yeah. So if I think I read, well, I read that because you need to, you need to meet the criteria for three months in a row, but they will count that from the 1st of February. So that then if you do that, then in 1st of May, you can go for the new threshold. Well, there you go. Apparently someone else is an expert here. Um, <laughs> Who's the one that knows about Twitch? All right. We both do. Well. Um, so they are introducing a lower threshold, firstly. And secondly, affiliates are now going to be eligible. So this isn't just for partners. This is for anyone who can get subs. For anybody. Letting anybody in now. Yeah. So they're now just calling it the plus program, not the partner plus program. Mm -hmm. So there are two levels. Um, the first one offers a 60-40 revenue share. So an improvement on the 50-50. Um, which means, uh, which has a threshold of a hundred points. And then there's the second one, which is 70, 30, which is a threshold of 300 points. Mm. So that's kind of the equivalent of what it was before, but slightly lower. Yeah. But then there's, there's this new lower tier, which is only a hundred points, which is really so good. a tier one subscription is one point. Mm. A tier two subscription is two points and a tier three subscription is six points. Yeah. So you've got to make up basically 100 points based on that. So that might be just 100 people subscribing, mm. or it could be whatever 100 divided by six is as the number of tier three subscriptions, which is unlikely. But you know, yeah, like I just had a look, actually, mine is 69. Nice. nice. And but it's still because you can click uh, one of your options is to show is to share that with your community. And then it'll show like how close that person is to getting that. Right. Um, at the moment, it still shows the old one, which so it's like 69 out of 350. So he does that slowly. Um, I think like this time last year, I think there was like, ah, it's because it's Christmas Eve. So I, I don't know. But like they have, so it'll show that. And I imagine it'll have a new updated thing that's like shows how close they are to 100. But I, I posted about it. I said, like, I think this is actually aimed at the people that are on like 80 or like, you know, 70, 80, 90 partner plus points mm -hmm. because obviously you have like the part the people have a partner push but i mean partner but can you maintain that yeah can you maintain that whereas this is something that you need to constantly have it's like a way of the community supporting a streamer and coming together so that they're actually earning more money and they're getting a bit bigger revenue share which is probably more important than trying to get someone to be partner and then disappearing which is what people who like tend to get partner these days they'll see like a big push and then it disappears a bit afterwards. Whereas this is just like another way that people can support the community and also that, that so the community can support the streamer. So, but I think it's those that are like on 60, 70, 80, it'll then incentivize the community to help them reach that hundred. Mm -hmm. But also Twitch are like, oh, Hey, thank you for making that person bring in a lot more money. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dan Clancy was talking about Twitch not being profitable. It's not making a huge amount of money, yeah. but you know, they still want to help streamers make money because if mm. streamers make money, then Twitch makes money. And it feels like, like people know that Twitch makes a loss. So I don't think they're like, oh, I mean, people are, or oh, Twitch are very, very greedy with this, but it's like they're making a loss. 
but this is incentivizing you as a streamer to get more subs or incentivizing the community to sub to people more but also you can see how twitch is earning more as well so that yeah you're they're in uh, helping you get more money but also they'll get more money as a result of it as well so it's kind of a win-win situation and i yeah i think it's clever which yeah. i wasn't expecting anything i don't think anybody had even suggested this well i haven't seen too much reaction but i feel like the oh, reaction generally has been very positive to this N nearly everything i've seen the only thing they people have commented on is the prime sub yeah so the prime sub is going to now be a fixed rate based on your based on your country yeah it's going to be like a regional June. thing yeah. and yeah i've seen people being like oh this is a massive hit to people that are you know that rely on that have a big community doing it and i'm like but they're also getting rid of that hundred thousand cap so mm -hmm. if they are, if they do have such a big community that they're going to be affected by this prime, like price change, then they'll probably earn over the hundred thousand cut uh, cap. So it'll actually, they'll probably could even get more money in the end of it. Yeah. But yeah, there is a specific group of people that probably get a hundred thousand. They're like maybe just below the hundred thousand threshold that maybe take have a bigger hit to the prime thanks to the prime stuff than they had initially but it's not many it's not many presumably. people and it's people that are still getting a lot of money from twitch yeah not me <laughs> or me no but thank you to everyone who subscribes oh yeah not not ungrateful and in the slightest <laughs> but yeah that is uh that's that's the latest news um yeah exciting and i'm yeah i'm very very happy with that i will keep that up on my um page so you can see how far away i am you're right here, Ben. <laughs> anyway, we've got the traitors to watch. We do. We need to catch it's up. It's the final week. Bum, bum, bum. Who do you want to win? None of them. See, I want... Yeah, to us, I don't really mind, as long as it's exciting, but also quite like... I think Jazz is the only one that really deserves to win. Because he's the only one that's got a bit of a brain. True, but he also has messed up. And generally, I'm like team traitor. I want the traitors to win, to like manipulate people into winning. But you're like one of those gays that just loves the villain, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, see, I know. No. Like people are like, oh my God, the Disney villain was such, oh, as a kid, it was my gay open, gay awakening because this person was really evil and stuff. Okay, and I'm, I'm like, not like that. I just, yeah, I don't get that. Says you, the basic gay liking Diane. I like Diane. No. She had a very strong personality. Right, on that note, we need to end this before yeah. you carry on with any more accents. The wine's, way, the wine's gone off. There wasn't the wine. That was just me with my accent. Oh, God. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, when are you streaming again? I will be streaming on Monday, as always. Uh, continuing with my 7 Remake replay. Ooh. Just going very well. And have you dressed up as a lady? I did. And did it you was, make Cloud it, dress up as a lady? I did. It was delightful. Oh, and uh, yeah, I will be back. I'm Tuesdays, Fridays and Sundays. And Friday Night Wrestling is this Friday. And Sunday will be the, I'm going to say the start of the water temple. I'm going to make my way over to the water area. Okay. Because uh, that's the order I did it in my last playthrough for Tears of the Kingdom. For Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so for Breath of the Wild, I did that. And then, yeah, for Tears of the Kingdom, I'm going to go and do the same order as well. Um, so I'll do water and then sand and then rock interesting choice mm, that's the that is the order i will do and but like yeah it i was about seven hours streaming
doing the, uh, well, actually it was longer than that, doing the wind temple. And I'm like, maybe I'll not necessarily aim to finish that. Otherwise, I'm just going to either rush or it's going to be the world's longest dream again. Yeah, that's true. Don't rush it. Take no. your time. I'm loving it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so that'll be on Sunday. And yeah, you can check us out. Go to just throw Swapping Joysticks into whatever podcast player you like using and uh, hopefully we'll be there. If not, just go to swappingjoysticks.com and find the details. And we'll be there next week with a very special podcast. Thank you for reminding me, which I was going to forget. Our guests will be... Should we, get, should we grab a book to show? No, I'm going to grab something else to show. From Final Fantasy fourteen, the voice actors for Alfino, Colin Ryan, and also Thancred, Peter Bramhill. Indeed. And they are going to be joining us in person for a very special podcast uh, with games, interview. I'm going to bring my delivery moogle. Take your delivery moogle. And uh, yeah, we'll have some really... We, we got to chat. We got chatting with them at FanFest. They were just the easiest people to chat with, like the friendliest, really interesting. And it's going to be a hoot, I'm yeah, sure. I'm excited. But that means if you have questions that you want us to ask, then please let us know. Write in, come to Discord, come to message us on Twitter. Yeah, my DMs are open. Feel free to ask in there if you want. Yeah. Um, we'll put a tweet out as well. You can reply. Yes. So go to, if not, if you're on Discord and you want to join, discord.gg slash biggest menace. Um, you just go and type that in and you'll be automatically cool. added. Nice. So yeah, that's going to be really... to that next week. It's yeah. going to be a good special. You won't have to listen to us wittering on about wrestling. And we will not be getting Colin to read Thirsty Alfino tweets out because that's just That wrong. would be a bit weird, yeah. <laughs> so sorry, there won't be any more Ben Starr style uh, Thirst tweets. No. But we'll have something else instead. Mm, yes, another meme thing. We'll try. All right. So yeah, that's very exciting. That will be up next uh, Friday. Yeah, we're going to record it this weekend. As always, yeah, we will make sure that we're not uh, falling out of schedule. Good. All right. Right. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.